What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 11 start sits at the wide receiver position, going through every single matchup and listing every fantasy relevant wide receiver as either a start sit or a fringe option. As always, if you guys have any questions, if you drop them down below, I will be getting back to every single person. And then if you do enjoy the content, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's jump into the uh, Thursday night game where we have the Titans taking on the Packers. And looking at this Titans wide receiver room, it is rough. And I'm basically just going to be fading this entire wide receiver room. And I'm also going to be fading it on underdog fantasy football, because right now the over underline for Robert Woods is sitting at 34 and a half receiving yards. He has not gone over 26 receiving yards in the past four weeks. We also have Traylon Burks, who has just returned. I like Traylon Burks long-term. But, you know, this year for fantasy, it just doesn't seem like it's going to come together. And then we're seeing a a big game out of Nick Westbrook-Akine. So I don't think Robert Woods has that wide receiver one route participation locked up anymore. He's had that basically all season long, but now we are seeing some extra competition. So Robert Woods hasn't produced as of late, and now you bring in this extra competition. I don't see him hitting that number. It's obviously possible because it's not a super high bar but he hasn't done it as of late. So I would be hitting the uh, under on that one. And if you guys do want to sign up for underdog, use that play. You can use code Quinn uh, or use the link in the description and they will match your first deposit up to $100. Now on the other side with the Packers, even though Al Nazard is coming off, you know, a down game, I still think he's a very strong weekly play, still averaging 13.8 points per game. And then now we have Christian Watson in the mix here as a fringe option. He came out and had an absolute breakout performance, 88% route participation, eight targets, four receptions, 107 yards, and three touchdowns. I actually think I may not have talked enough about Christian Watson in the uh, waiver wire video. Obviously, I had him on there, but I do think Christian Watson could have some pretty serious upside rest of season. Not saying it's going to happen, but the potential is there. The opportunity is there for Christian Watson to ball out. So he is going to be a fringe play this week. But I mean, if he puts together another big game, we know he has that big play potential. He could be a rest of season start. So definitely someone, if he's on waivers, you should be uh, looking into acquiring him onto your team. But now moving over to the Sunday slate, we have the Bears taking on the Falcons. Honestly, two passing attacks that have been pretty frustrating throughout the season. I think the Bears are, you know, trending up compared to the Falcons, but I still think Darnell Mooney is going to be a weekly fringe start. We know there's not a ton of passing volume from Justin Fields, especially when he's going to be running it for like 150 yards every single game, but Mooney's still going to be getting his. He's still the clear-cut wide receiver one, and I do think he's a decent fringe option. Back-end wide receiver three play. For the Falcons, it hurts to have Drake London as a sit here. He is coming off of a pretty solid game, and this is a decent matchup. I just have a hard time actually, you know, getting ready, setting my lineup, and throwing either Drake London or Kyle Pitts in there. And it's so tough because the talent is totally there. I think it's very possible Drake London is the best wide receiver from this class. He just hasn't really had an opportunity to display it because the passing attack has been so terrible. So I'm going to have him as a sit. If you're desperate, you know, I don't think it's crazy to start him because you would be starting a very talented player. The situation just has not benefited Drake London this season. Now moving over to the Panthers, taking on the Ravens. For the Panthers, we're almost in a similar spot here with DJ Moore. And Moore is honestly very close to being a sit with the news that uh, Baker Mayfield is going to be getting the start. That is not good for DJ Moore. So like I said, he is pretty close to that sit area. 
just barely makes the fringe. But uh, we'll see where I have him in my uh, wide receiver rankings, but not someone that I'm overly confident in this week. Then for the Ravens, I'm going to be sitting Devin Duvernay. With Rashad Bateman going down, just not a lot going on here at the wide receiver position. Then we have the Browns taking on the Bills for the Browns. I think we continue to fire up Amari Cooper as a very strong play. And I think Donovan Peoples-Jones has earned the right to be a fringe option. Now, he definitely doesn't have a great matchup here against the Bills, but the volume this man has been putting together receiving yardage-wise as of late has been very, very impressive. He just hasn't gotten into the end zone. I think a lot of that just comes down to luck, honestly. Like, I don't think it's a situation where oh, you know, he falls apart in the red zone. Sometimes it happens. You go on these stretches where it just doesn't come together. Like we saw Tyree Kill early on balling out, but the touchdowns weren't there. He's obviously, you know, improved that over the last few weeks. Definitely not comparing Donovan Peoples-Jones to Tyree Kill, but as I'm sure you guys know, you know, touchdowns can come and go, uh, not necessarily always coming down to how a player performs. So on the other side with the Bills, Stephon Diggs, obviously high-end wide receiver one week to week. Gabe Davis, I think he is startable, probably bordering between start and a fringe play. I say the same thing every week. High ceiling, low floor. You just got to accept it with Gabe Davis. If you don't love him in your lineup, I honestly would consider trading him. That's the overall strategy I've been talking about as of late. And then I do have Isaiah McKenzie here as a sit, but I do just want to talk about him a little bit here because basically all season long, he's been in a committee for that slot role. Early on, it was McKenzie and Jameson Crowder. McKenzie was producing, but he was still in that committee. And then it turned into McKenzie and Khalil Shakir once uh, Jameson Crowder went down. But maybe this isn't a uh, competition anymore for that slot role. He had an 80% raw participation this past week. So I do think he's someone to keep an eye on. If you're in a deeper league and you know you really need to be aggressive on waivers before guys have their breakouts, I do think he could be someone who's worth a pickup. You know, if uh, some of the guys I talked about in the waiver wire video aren't available. So someone to definitely look out for there in Buffalo. Then we have the Commanders taking on the Texans. For the Commanders, I will say this is probably going to vary a little bit based on the quarterback decision. In terms of fantasy, I would love to see them go back to Heineke. Honestly, even real life wise, it just seems like Heineke can kind of get it done for them. But obviously, Terry McLaurin has seen a massive bump with Heineke at quarterback. So McLaurin is definitely going to be a start if Heineke plays. Um, I think Curtis Samuel is a fringe option. He'll be involved. They like to get him uh, involved in the backfield with some carries, but definitely not putting up the uh, same quality of numbers as Terry McLaurin with Heineke at quarterback. I would say if it's Carson Wentz, I think the gap between McLaurin and Samuel does close, but I would still definitely prefer McLaurin at this point just with what we've seen out of him over the last few weeks. And then on the other side with the Texans, this was honestly a really tough wide receiver room to kind of break down because we have Brandon Cooks who was frustrated about not getting traded. Basically was away from the team. He missed a game. He returned here in week 10. They stripped him of his uh, captain badge or whatever. And then he didn't play like the full set of routes. Obviously uh, Brandon Cooks is typically going to be in like wide receiver one route participation. That was not the case this past week. It was Nico Collins getting those opportunities. And Nico Collins did have a solid day, uh, real life and fantasy-wise. For Cooks, it's possible they were just, you know, working him back in. He also was dealing with some sort of wrist injury, so that could have been a factor. So I kind of went back and forth on how I would situate these guys. I ended up deciding with uh, Brandon Cooks as a low-end fringe option and then Nico Collins as a high-end sit. So they're probably a little bit closer than, you know, the designations would lead you to believe. 
but I just don't know how much I'm trusting uh, these two wide receivers moving forward. Plus, I think it's possible that Cooks just gets uh, bumped back up to his normal role, you know, after one week kind of down in the raw participation department. Now, switching over to the Eagles-Colts matchup. For the Eagles, I think A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are both strong starts. We saw A.J. Brown get a little bit banged up in the uh, Monday night game, and he did play the rest of the game. I don't think he uh, missed a ton of snaps in there, especially later on in the game, but he definitely didn't look like his uh, typical A.J. Brown self. So I think that may actually help Devonta Smith potentially get him a few more looks. And I do think like a slightly limited A.J. Brown will make Devonta Smith a start as opposed to a fringe option, which I think I've been giving him that designation over the past few weeks. On the other side with the Colts, I actually went with Michael Pittman as a start here. I know people are really kind of turned off with Michael Pittman. They're you know pretty done with him as a uh, weapon. I do just want to say, Michael Pittman with Matt Ryan at the quarterback position is averaging 15.4 points per game. That is strong production. They've gone back to Matt Ryan. They won the game. I think Pittman can be a strong play moving forward. And then I have Paris Campbell as a fringe option. He had a 90% raw participation this past week. And I talked about this in the uh, waiver wire video. The last three games with Matt Ryan, seven for 57 and a touchdown, 10 for 70 and a touchdown, and then seven for 76 and a touchdown. So he's put together some big games as of late. And I definitely think is someone who can crack your lineups. Now, looking at the uh, Jets-Patriots in-division matchup here, we have the uh, Jets starting it off here. I have Garrett Wilson as a fringe play, Corey Davis as a sit. Now, I will say that if Corey Davis is out for this game, Garrett Wilson jumps up to a pretty strong start for me. We've seen Davis miss the last two weeks, and in those games, we saw Garrett Wilson go uh, 6 for 115 and then 8 for 92. So I think Wilson does get a big bump if Davis is out. If Davis is back, I think Wilson is definitely more of a fringe option. On the other side with the Patriots, the only wide receiver that I'm uh, interested in there is Jacoby Myers, and I like him as a very strong week-to-week start. That leads us into the Rams-Saints game, and I kind of talked about it in the running back start sit video. I think the Rams without Cooper Cup could be the worst offense in the NFL. Cooper Cup was uh, keeping this unit afloat, and now you're looking at a wide receiver room of Allen Robinson, who seems pretty done at this point. Van Jefferson, and Ben Skoranek. So all these dudes are going to be sits. I'm sure some of you guys are out there thinking like, oh, if Cup's going down, there's going to be all these extra targets out there. And you know, that may be true, but the offense has to have some sort of, you know, potential upside to want to play any of these guys. And I'm just not seeing it here with any of these guys. Like if Allen Robinson can't command targets behind Cooper Cup, what's going to happen when he's getting all this extra attention, you know, with Cup out of the lineup? I'm just going to be fading all these wide receivers. On the other side with the Saints, I still like Chris Olave as a very strong weekly start. And then uh, sitting Jarvis Landry. Then we have the Lions taking on the Giants. My guy Amon Ra came out, had a massive bounce back game. I was, you know, talking him up as a great buy low opportunity. I think, you know, he showed why uh, I liked him moving forward. He can be supported by Jared Goff. I know there are people very concerned about that. Trust me, Jared Goff can support Amon Ra moving forward. Um, so he's definitely going to be a locked in start. And then sitting Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond. Now for the Giants, Darius Slayton has been elevated to a fringe play. I talked about him in the waiver wire video the last five weeks. These are his uh, stat lines. Six for 79, one for 18 was the one down game. Three for 58 and a touchdown. Five for 66, and then three for 95 and a touchdown. 
unfortunate here, but my guy Wandale Robinson just has not been getting it done. So he is going to be a sit. Then we have the Raiders taking on the Broncos. For the Raiders, pretty clear. Obviously, we're starting Devontae Adams and then sitting Mac Hollins. For the Broncos, this is definitely a tough situation to navigate here because we have Cortland Sutton, who's healthy. Jerry Judy, I believe, is day-to-day with a uh, low ankle sprain. I'll say if Jerry Judy is out, I think it definitely makes Cortland Sutton a uh, stronger start. Even if Judy plays, he may be a little limited, which would lead me to uh, view Sutton as the better play, but probably just something we're going to have to navigate throughout the week as we get more information on Judy's injury. In one of the uh, better matchups of the week, we have the Cowboys taking on the Vikings. For the Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb, you know, solid, solid wide receiver one start. Sitting Michael Gallup, who has definitely been disappointing so far. He's someone who I did think could have a nice second half breakout. I guess it's still possible, but hasn't been coming together so far for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson coming off of a wildly impressive game. Obviously, you're starting him. And then Adam Thielen, I think, is a fringe option. Nothing crazy, but he definitely hasn't been like tanking in your lineups. Then we have the Bengals taking on the Steelers. I would expect Jamar Chase to continue to uh, miss time probably a week, two, maybe three more. So I would be starting T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And then for the Steelers, it is a sad day because I do think this is the uh, first time I had Deontay Johnson as a fringe option. I've probably held on much longer than uh, everyone else. He's probably been my biggest miss so far this season. You know, I've missed on some other guys so far, guys like James Conner, Um, DeAndre Swift, but at least with some of those, you know, there's some argument that can be made with injuries. Deontay Johnson just straight up has not been getting it done. It's been killing me. He just cannot for the life of him hit a ceiling game. The volume is there. There's just no upside here with Deontay averaging 10 and a half PPR points per game. And you know, now is the time that I'm uh, dropped him to a fringe. So he's probably going to go out here in week 11 and just go nuclear, you know, because that's, uh, that's always how it works. But he's going to be a fringe. And then uh, same thing with George Pickens here. They are the two, you know, clear top options here for the Steelers at the wide receiver position. And then in the Sunday night football game, we have the Chiefs taking on the Chargers. So just starting it off with the Chiefs here, this wide receiver room is just all over the place with injuries, different guys, you know, slotting in here and there. So starting it off with Juju here, he goes out in week 10. I mean, it looked like he was pretty much out cold. That was a brutal hit he took. So I would not be expecting him to play in this game. I'm guessing he has a concussion, um, and I'm guessing he is probably going to miss this one. If he somehow plays, he is definitely going to be a strong start. Then that leads us into the fringe options where we have Kadarius Toney and McCole Hardman. So starting off with Toney, I ran through these stats in the waiver wire video. He only played on 44% of the snaps, only had a 43% route participation, but he turned it into five targets, four receptions, 57 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Also added 33 yards on the ground. So I do think he uh, will be a strong uh, fringe option this week. And then we have McCole Hardman who missed uh, the week 10 game, but has been really strong over the last four weeks. 12 points, 13.2 points, 28, and then 19.9. So we'll see if he's able to give it a go. Then we have Marquez Valdez-Scantling coming off of a uh, solid performance, but not someone I wanna be uh, relying on week to week. And then for the Chargers, apparently there's some optimism that one of uh, Keenan Allen or Mike Williams are going to play. If either of those guys goes, they're going to be a start. And then uh, Josh Palmer would be a fringe play behind those guys. If both of them go, then Palmer uh, would be a sit for me. 
And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, we have the 49ers taking on the Cardinals. For Debo, he has been disappointing. I still think we have to uh, fire him up as a strong start. Brandon Ayuk has been wildly impressive over the last, I think, like four or five games. Continue to fire him up as a very strong play. And then on the other side with the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously a start. Rondell Moore, love him for as long as uh, Marquise Brown is out. So that is going to wrap it up for the wide receiver start sits. If you haven't seen the running back video, go check that one out. Have the uh, waiver wire, trade targets, sell highs. All those videos are up on my channel. If you guys do want to sign up for Underdog, use code Quinn, link in the description. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.